doing well. Um, I am so many things right now. So I, I am co-founder of Game Tech London, um, which is like a network of game that is a game developers. Um, I'm also game design lecturer, um, and I also run my own indie dev team. Um, so I'm going to pass over to uh, my guest here to introduce myself. Hi everyone, uh, I'm Sophie Knowles. I am the lead artist at Robot Turtle. I'm working on the game Viewfinder. Uh, until very recently, I was a 3D artist at Playdio. Hey, uh, I'm Sarah Ford. I am a freelance concept slash indie slash UI artist. I've been in games for like 10 years. So that's studio stuff and then freelance. Uh, hi everyone, I'm Incrypt. I'm a principal UI artist at Double Eleven and I'm the creator of a website called Games on Base Tips. So, uh, yeah, what we were talking about today is obviously um, the art side of uh, games and indie development. Um, so, I'll do a few questions from my guests. Um, what was your first job uh, in the game world? Um, like a lot of people, I really struggled um, to get jobs when I left university. I thought I had a pretty solid like showreel. I graduated um, from a master's course doing animation. Um, I got turned down for every job I applied to until I applied to a studio and they were like, we just need you for like a couple of weeks. I was like, cool, I got nothing else to do. And from there, like I realized, oh actually, so many indie studios just need people for like a little while. So I freelanced for a good three years. My story is relatively similar, I guess. Um, I graduated straight into the recession in 2008, so every single job I was applying to, my studio was shutting down the next week. Um, so like, I had some, a tiny bit of freelance that paid nothing, um, and it took me two years until I got my job at Play Assembly, um, where I did some stuff on the Mortal Kombat game and All That on Shogun, which you can't buy anymore anyway. It's the entire internet because of iOS updates and all that stuff, so you can't play it. Unless you come to my house and play on my specific iPad Touch where I still have it. <laughs> the art on that one you did is so nice as well, it's such a shame. It's in the art room because you have the top walls of one of the art rooms and there's like a few pages of it in there. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I, when I was younger, um, I didn't really know uh, what I wanted to do. I thought I wanted to do programming, so I did a computer science degree. Uh, and then I realised I, I actually hate programming. Well, actually, no, I just do that. And um, so in my free time, I was making this, uh, this sort of flash game. Um, and it was during that time that um, I was really sort of falling in love with UI. Because uh, UI is one of those things where it's a very evidence-based art form. Um, and coming from a programming background, it's one of those things where I really, I was, I was drawn to it because it's not subjective like art, where like some people can like it, some people can hate it. It's like, you know, there is almost like a science to it. Um, so, yeah, I, just, I fell in love with UI and I said, essentially, uh, that's the path I went down and then I got some work as a freelancer and I said, guess I'm starting a business now as a freelancer. And it all led to, uh, to where I am now. <laughs> yeah, so as, as you can see, like everyone tends to as well, some journeys are fairly similar, um, some are quite different. My journey, for example, um, I was a freelance creative in general uh, for like about 10 years, so um, I did everything from uh, graphic design, um, illustration, 
So in terms of UI, uh, we, we, uh, we do a lot of portfolios that are kind of like UI slash uh, 3D slash programming slash, you know, all these kind of things. Um, and it's really, really important to just focus, if you're going to do UI, I mean, I, I think it's the same for most people here, but like, I think it's really important to focus in on exactly the role that you're going for. Um, so, like, at, you know, when we're hiring, we don't want to see UI slash 3D, we want to see that, you know, you want to do UI, you know, and not, and not there's just like a backup choice. Um, so that's the, the main thing, and, and also uh, for a lot of people who don't have a lot of things under the belt, uh, like juniors, you know, if you're going for junior or whatever, um, it's really important to uh, to practice uh, those uh, those skills and like show that practice on your portfolio as well. Um, so one thing you can do, for example, is you can take uh, like an asset pack screenshot and then add some UI to that. And as long as you make it clear that like this is a fake game that I've you know not done a concept for kind of thing, um, and you can you can delve as deep into that as you like. Um, or you can take an existing game and do like a reimagined UI. Or uh, like recently we had a placement designer out uh, at Double Eleven. Um, we hired him on the basis that he redesigned uh, a whole chunk of Destiny 2 content, and it looked like really, really good. And obviously the art style was designed by like a full team of people, um, but it, it, it was clear that he put a lot of love and attention into the UI side of things. So yeah. Thanks. So um, one of the things that I love about my role. Been like the only artist on the team who knew the animator on the team. Um, 
there was like a proper generalist. I love that. I love like being able to like do loads of different things, work in loads of different software, which I know isn't for everyone, but maybe I'm a bit weird. Some people like to just be an animator, just be pretty, whatever. Um, so yeah, I really like being able to do that. That's probably, yeah, learning new things. skills because you're always working in a team. Always. And one of the things I figured out through my career so far is I'm an artist. I'm a professional artist. It's really cool. I'm really not very creative. Like I couldn't be a concept artist if I know really hard concepts from scratch, but give me an art director, give me some direction and stuff and I can you know, make whatever any game I'm on do. So a lot of that comes down to being able to communicate with the team, communicate to be like, okay, what do we want from stuff? Be able to take criticism, even when the person who's giving the criticism is very bad at saying what they want. And a lot of people are like, well, I'm not an artist. I don't have an art degree, so I don't ever have to talk about art. Like, just tell me like, okay, how's it feel? What fits about this? Is it the color that's a bit off? like the kind of like general shapes and silhouettes. I think it's really key when you're yeah, making art with people to really sit down and have like, not just like messing each other on Slack. Like if you're working from home, have a like a video call where you can see each other and talk it through, or if you're in the studio, sit down next to each other and really just like 
just like figure out with the people you're working with that sort of language for them figuring out so many people on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, the other thing was having not worked on, on a big project like this before, it was, uh, you have to think about uh, moving from console to PC, you have to think about uh, translation as well. Uh, so German is a particularly tricky one. Uh, so, you know, huge words in German, oh, it doesn't fit in front of the UI, that, you know, kind of thing. So you have to really think about those things when you're introducing stuff. Um, so yeah. yeah, I think, um,
and never played it before, so I never had like consoles growing up. And yeah, that is that is a game I play, and I think I would love to have made this because it's such like lovely care and attention to like the you know inspiration and YouTube. Yes to everything and try and do it as best as I can and 
mostly so like you know grinding sounds and trying to open stuff, chucking chuck sounds from that. That was really cool. Um, yeah, podcasts, uh, books on Audible. You know, having a TV show in the background sometimes works. I literally, if, if, if I do it too long, I get used to it. It doesn't work anymore. And then after it's like, all right, let's try something else. Um, I even have to have like a list of things that work so I can cycle through. <laughs> so I can be like really prepared. Um, so yeah. Sometimes I um, uh, so I have like sort of these different terms for do this. So I have like, sh like long term ones, like long term goals, medium term, and then I have like short, sort of super short, like you know today kind of thing. Um, so sometimes like days where you just feel like oh you know I can't quite get started with this. It's really good to just plan out these things like in really specific, minute detail. Like sometimes going as far as like open Photoshop. Like, you know, because it's like sometimes my head's just like all over the place, and it's like oh, I can't quite figure out what I'm doing. So yeah, it really helps to sort of go for it first in your head and do it. Yeah, I think that's the like, yeah, when you're sort of like queuing up and stuff, sometimes having that step back and then coming back to it is really helpful. But yeah, like I've been doing loads of stuff in substance design, it's been really great. But sometimes it's like, okay, I've been looking at this mud texture for hours and hours. I need to just like, yeah, refresh my brain. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I have a 
pays any sort of uh, software application for anything. Um, the entire Adobe suite I'm pretty well versed with, and there's like 3D rendering software. Um, and recently, and this is gonna be a bit of a curse word, but I've been enjoying Canva. Um, and I think that right now, because of the stuff that I'm doing, Canva is actually uh, a software tool that I couldn't live without. kind of like between having hiring Photoshop, I'm able to do most of the things I need. Now I'm like, love substance designer, substance painter, and I'm really lucky that I'm quite good at learning new software. I'm absolutely terrible about attempting to learn software that's like something I already know, like trying Blender. I've tried, I've tried so many times. It's not for me.
and not just it just from the shop that that was horrible mistake. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of talk about like which is the right tool to use for UI artists, and uh, you know a lot of people. Uh, and there's there's some sort of discourse on Twitter every so often where it's like, do you know which tool to use in Photoshop to make a UI art? Well, I'm sorry, you're keen, that's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I would say quite a bit. <laughs> and, uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, really truly, it's whatever tool that you're comfortable with. Um, and also for the team as well, because sometimes the team will be using a certain tool, obviously, if you're using a certain program that isn't compatible with what they're doing, um, and it can create problems, you know, with the, with the compatibility and all that kind of thing. Um, so I use Adobe Illustrator for wireframing and, uh, like, prototyping. Um, and sometimes, like, if the game is, like, mostly vector based anyway, like, I'll just stay in Illustrator and be fine. Uh, but sometimes, you know, if it's, like, I've got, like, patterns and textures and all that kind of thing, it makes it look a bit, you know, compositing and stuff, then they'll be like, okay, well, I'm not, I'm using Photoshop and I'm using the, uh, the wonderful smart object. Um, in terms of references, uh, I'm going to be really cringe and self-plug here. <laughs> so, so yeah, um, so basically, um, as a UI artist, like your references are like your everything. Um, and uh, I was getting really fed up with like hunting for references and also charging my clients with time in order to get those references. Um, so I started basically building my own little reference bin, um, and uh, I started tagging it with all the different things I wanted, like by uh, by pattern, by texture. Uh, by elements, genre, theme, you know, and all these different UX design uh, elements as well. Um, so I just could, so I could quickly find this thing. And uh, the library grew and grew and grew, and this is like my lockdown project, basically. Um, yeah, so like the library grew and grew and grew until uh, it reached the point where I was like, I should probably release this so people can actually use it as well, kind of thing. So, um, so yeah, I released it in December. Um, and yeah, it just took off, and lots of people coming to me and being like, why did this not exist before? <laughs> kind of thing. Um, which is incredible. And uh, yeah, so it's the game you want to So yeah, I mean, um, so as I said before, I came from programming background. If you're not very good at art, then UI is absolutely the place for you. <laughs> so because I've, I've had no art training, it was all you know. Because like, um, if you go down the sort of more design route, then really, I mean, you don't have to be good with pen. Like I can't draw. I can't draw people. I can't draw animals. You know, you should see what I've tried to do with the letter. It's like some sort of crime against nature. <laughs> Basically, but, um, but yeah, like uh, there's absolute. I mean, uh, obviously, programmer art. You know, I wouldn't say programmer art is a good thing that can go into like a production-ready game. But I've seen, I've seen some of it. You've seen it. <laughs> but like, if, if you're not great at art and you are a programmer, then you can absolutely go down the path of, of UI. Because um, as I said earlier, it's more like evidence-based um, art form. 
and it's something that, you know, you don't have to be amazing at art, because it's more about thinking from a design perspective, from a more logical um, point of view. One of the things about programmer art, where when um, programmers and designers are working out levels and things, it's always incredibly clear, because it'll be blocky in everything. The game I'm now working on is a puzzle game, and the hardest thing for me when I'm addressing levels is not losing how clear the levels are with the block art. So like, I'm being a bit of a hypocrite because I can also like do music. So like, there's like, but like, I never put like UI artist slash composer because that would look like he's a he's a composer trying to get a job in music, but he's just a bit good at UI. So he could like dabble in UI, you know, kind of thing. That doesn't show passion. Um, so it's more important, I think, to have. Uh, so what I've done with mine is I've basically put UI artist, and then on certain games, at the very very bottom of the course, I'd be like, oh by the way, I also did some music. Da -da 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 -da. Um, so I think it's, yeah, it's like, if you've got stuff in your portfolio that, uh, sort of, stuff that you've done in the game jam, sorry, that's relevant to the job you're going for, absolutely add it to your portfolio. Um, if there's stuff that isn't relevant, but it shows that you've got passion and you're a hard worker, it's okay to add that, but don't make it like the showcasing thing, like, you know, just add it as a detail. Yeah. Um, I think that's a good point. 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 Um, I think that's a good point
you know, because it, it, that's all right.
but if you want to take it past that sort of thing of like here's like a good political science demo, you know, to like a you know a proper proper I don't know what that means game, you do want to really think about yeah like you know the full art direction of your game. It might be the asset scroll stuff that's like really close to what you want. That's great. You can use that. Show it to an artist. Be like, this is what I've been using, but we don't have one of these. We don't have this. I think you do want to eventually just absorb. Yeah, it's great to get things in the right direction. And it's a, it's also like it's kind of fun when you can um, you can see some of the asset scroll things across games um, in that kind of developer kind of way because like that's how most games normally work. I've used Mixamo 
so much. Because, like, there's some really good role cycles there. Like, it's an extremely good tool. I think, like, you know, every game I've ever worked that has humans in it, at some point, can use mixed mode. It might not end up to the end of the game, um, because, like, with aspect packs and things, if you're not going to replace it, you've got to be really careful that placeholder stuff doesn't end up in the end game. It will. Something will 